Before we begin this week's episode, I just very quickly wanted to say that there are over 700,000 podcasts being made in the world right now. So however you stumbled upon ours, whether it be from a hashtag on Instagram, suggested on iTunes, or one of your friends telling you about us, thanks for downloading and listening to the show every week. Let's Talk About Chef is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, the Alexa in your house, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and anywhere that you can think of to listen to podcasts. So if you can take a second to suggest our show to one of your friends, we would really appreciate it. This week on the show, Timothy McDonald is back with another episode of Be Our Guest, where we take a deep dive into the world of the front of the house. This week is a really fun and enlightening episode that I'm sure you will enjoy. Next Thursday on Let's Talk About Chef, we have a massive show that we have been keeping the lid on for now. But needless to say, next Thursday, I have a very special and very exciting conversation with somebody that you will all know. Oh, and one more thing. This episode of Be Our Guest is about employee theft, the ways and methods that employees steal from restaurants. I would like to obviously say that this episode has been done for research only. Tim and I have never and will never steal from restaurants we work at, have worked at, or will work at in the future. That's enough from me. Let's get right into this week's episode. Let's talk about Chef Presents. Be our guest. Take it away, Tim. Previously on Be Our Guest. Owners taking tips. Owners stealing from their employees. Restaurateurs that you all know the name of. Underpaying and overworking. Those poor souls who work tirelessly every single day in restaurants around the world. The evil owners sit in their offices, fanning themselves with stolen money while we, the servers and bartenders, slave away down below, struggling to get by. This week we are talking about something a little bit different. This week on Be Our Guests, we are turning the mirror away from the owners and looking into it ourselves. This week, we are talking about the art of the steal, how employees steal from their restaurants. I'm Timothy McDonald, and it's a crazy story. Theft is everywhere. People have been stealing from one another since the dawn of time. And even though you may feel secure in the modern world with cameras, security passwords, and credit cards replacing cash, it's truthfully never been more easy to get away with stealing from your workplace. I'm not talking about grand theft here. I'm talking about slowly, over time, a single employee making off with thousands of dollars that go unnoticed. These people that steal from their work are assholes, but there are a lot of them. A recent study done at the University of Florida has said that in America alone, last year, three to six billion dollars worth of goods were stolen from restaurants by their employees in one year. That's over 16 million dollars every 24 hours stolen in both cash and goods. The study also concluded that 43% of all restaurant losses a year were because of employee theft. That is a lot of money. That is a lot of stealing. If you are a restaurant owner sitting there right now, 
yes, you, listening to this podcast, and you're thinking to yourself, well, my employees would never steal from me. They're all so trustworthy. I'm a nice person. This isn't happening in my restaurant. You're wrong. It is happening. It happens every single day. And here's how. Chapter 1, Tip Adjustments. This is one of the easiest ways for any server to steal not a large amount of money all at once, but a few dollars on every bill. Over the course of a shift, a week, a month, years, this amount of money can add up to literally thousands of dollars. Basically, you as a server provide your customer with their bill at the end of the meal. The customer pays with a credit card and writes the tip amount on the bottom of the receipt. That tip amount and the total from your bill is then manually entered by the server into the computer or point of sale system when you leave. It is so simple for them to simply add a few dollars to the tip amount, charging the customer more than they had originally intended. When the customer looks at the bill the next day or at the end of the month in their statement, they see one total for their purchase. Do you really think that they're going to remember that their bill is $52 and that they tipped 5 No, they're not. If instead of their total on their statement reading the $57 that they had intended to spend in tip, it says 60 no one is the wiser. If you are a server doing this every day, 10 times a day, then you are making roughly $30 extra per shift, $150 per week, $600 per month, and $7,200 per year just by adding $3 to your tip. It may sound insane that something like this can work, but it is happening everywhere and has probably happened to you. Chapter 2, The Regulars. In the business of restaurants, having regulars is one of the best things an owner can count on. These men and women that we consider regulars are the backbone of most restaurants and bars. As an owner, you can count on the same five people coming into your restaurant, sometimes daily, and you get to the point where you know that the $15 that Jim the lawyer spends on his two pints of beer is something that you can count on. Your bartender looks at Jim the lawyer and sees something more. He sees that Jim pays with a $20 bill every day, doesn't require a bill, and simply comes through the door, sits down at the bar, and orders his two pints of Heineken. What do you think your bartender starts doing? All of a sudden, Jim the lawyer's beers aren't being rung in, and that $20 goes right into his pocket. Relying on regulars is such a simple and easy way for a crooked bartender to add to the cash in their pockets, and the owner, at the end of the day, doesn't really notice the two pints of beer missing or the $20 that used to show up. It's a scam that's as old as restaurants. Chapter 3, The Wagon Wheel!
This next method is a simple way for a server or bartender to utilize a popular item being ordered that they make themselves. If you have a guest that orders a $7 cocktail and leaves a $10 bill on the table, the server waits until the same popular cocktail is ordered at another table. Then he or she simply transfers that cocktail from before to the new table and pockets the $10. This method means that there are no voids, no cancellations, and no red flags for even the most wary of owners to notice. The original cocktail simply goes away. Let's do the math. If you can wagon wheel four items a night, you're adding $40 to your pocket, $200 a week, $800 a month, or $9,600 a year. There are servers and bartenders that pay their rent on your stolen money. We should point out that not only are these employees making off with $10, they're also costing you, the owner, the money that it takes to make the drink. If a $7 cocktail costs you $3 to make, then you are losing $2,880 a year off of one person using one scam. That is a lot of money. Chapter 4! Cash is King! In today's day and age, it is becoming more and more rare to receive cash as payment. Despite the ways that credit card fraud and adding a few dollars to your tips from credit cards can make you money, there is nothing more desirable and stolen from restaurants than cash. This scam can only work if the owner is too trustworthy and does not check to see what is being voided from their system every day, or just simply trusts their servers more than they should. If a family of six is eating and drinking, their bill could easily be $200. With good service and good food, they leave a $50 tip, but they leave cash on the table. All a server has to do is walk over to the computer and void the entire table, leaving that sweet, sweet, untraceable cash in their pocket. Alternatively, every cash table that is settled, your server could approach the manager and say, that they didn't like their steak and therefore it needs to be voided. Then they simply take the $40 for the steak and settle the rest. Cash is king. It's the easiest way to make hundreds of extra dollars a shift. And if your manager or supervisor is either in on the scam or doing it themselves, your voids will go unnoticed. The main problem with the cash is king scam is that it usually starts off with one table, another table, then nothing happens. So the server does it again, and then nothing happens. And so now that one server is having a free-for-all with every single cash table making thousands of dollars a year by stealing the money that should be going into the business. Chapter five, extreme couponing, or etu brute. Coupons are a last gasp of a dying restaurant trying to survive through the slowest parts of the year. Usually these take place right when school starts in September, when families are trying to adjust back to the life of schedules, or directly after Christmas when nobody has money. Coupons are hilarious. They promise a deal that is usually too good to be true. 
You should never trust a business that gives you a coupon. They are desperate. However, a malcontent employee who is forced to work in this empty establishment may see an opportunity to twist the knife into the back of the coupon-wielding owner. If the coupon, for example, is called a very common bounce-back coupon, essentially what this means is if you, the customer, spend more than $50, you will automatically receive $10 back. I know a lot of you right now just thought I made that up. I did not. All an enterprising waiter or waitress has to do is carry a stack of these coupons, either collected from the office when no one is looking, or even the trash, and every table that walks into their section all of a sudden will have a bounce-back coupon. After the guest has left, the server applies the coupon to the bill as 10 automatic dollars go into their pocket. I really, really want to drive home the fact that if you are trying to get people to come into your establishment by offering them free money, you should probably consider a different line of work. Chances are you're being robbed blind anyways. Restaurant workers can strip a dying restaurant faster than vultures on a carcass. Which brings us to... Chapter 6, The Grocery Store! This is not purely a front-of-the-house problem. This stretches all the way back to the kitchen. Jason, the sous chef, needs limes for his Coronas that he has at home. Sarah needs some olive oil for her pasta. She also needs pasta. Dave, the dishwasher, loves to snack on the spicy pecans you use for garnish on the salad while he plays video games until 3 in the morning at home. Bill, the chef, only eats steak and he has friends coming over. Where do you think all of this food comes from? The grocery store, called your walking. I have witnessed people being fired after being caught walking out with a case of steaks. A case. But that is on an extreme end of the spectrum. Think about what I said. Three limes here, a box of pasta there. These small amounts of food can add up to thousands and thousands of dollars over the course of even a week. Despite most restaurants I have worked in being absolutely maniacal when it comes to doing their inventory, no owner is going to spend 12 hours watching the camera in dry storage to see Steph the server taking a single orange shift to eat in the morning. And if she is caught, it's just an orange, right? Let's do the math. The orange costs you 60 cents. She works five times a week, taking $3 in oranges every five days. That is $150 a year that Steph is stealing from you in one orange a day. Now let's pretend that every one of your 30 employees is taking an orange a day. That's $4,680 in oranges. Steak is more expensive than oranges. Alcohol is more expensive than steaks. Which brings us to... Instead of relying on getting tips by giving great service and having a sunny disposition, some bartenders believe that pouring stiff drinks will translate into extra money for them. 
If you have a customer sitting in front of you at the bar that orders a vodka soda and then watches you free pour easily a double shot into the glass every single time they order, guess who's going to be giving you an extra $10 at the end of the night? Overpouring is honestly the easiest and most illegal way to not only cost you the owner the extra money in lost alcohol, it also breaks most modern liquor laws by overserving the guest. A bartender doesn't have to stop at overpouring liquor. Giving away free drinks like soda and juice to guests is another way that they can get a bigger tip. When the customer who has been sitting drinking three pops waiting while their friends do shots doesn't get a bill for their pop, they leave some cash for the very patient bartender who just made money off of you the owner's pop. Simple. This episode of Let's Talk About Chef is being brought to you by Amazon Music, the simplest way to listen to the music you love. Discover tens of millions of songs and thousands of curated playlists and stations across all of your devices, and you can just ask your Alexa. With Amazon Music, find your favorite songs without ads or interruptions. For a free 30-day trial, go to amazonmusic.com and see what you have been missing. Chapter 8, High and Low End! This one is quite simple to execute. A bartender has asked for a Grey Goose Martini, which because Grey Goose is a premium spirit, costs $17. After you watch the bartender whip together the best martini you have ever tasted, he or she takes your money, gives you your $3 and change, and you leave clutching your cocktail, thinking that this is a great bar. The bartender then walks over to the computer and rings in a Smirnoff martini, which costs $12. At the end of the night, when they are settling the bills, the till will be up $5, and that will be taken and used to pay for the bartender's own martini at the bar next door. The only way for an owner to catch this is if they suddenly notice that Grey Goose is going missing, but if the bartender is in control of the bar inventory, guess who will never find out? You. If the high-end, low-end scam is happening 10 times a night in your bar with all types of liquor, not just vodka, seven nights a week, that employee is pocketing $18,200 a year. In doing the research for this episode, one subject kept coming up constantly, time theft. And this is where I have to draw the line. In most restaurants, the concept of scheduled breaks don't exist. We aren't getting a 15 minute break every three hours or the standard half hour lunch break that most normal jobs have. If we have a spare minute to get a quick phone call, smoke a cigarette, or just talk to our coworkers like normal human beings, then we should take it. At the end of the day, those few minutes that we get to ourselves is nothing compared to the standard breaks of any other industry. I am sure that there are many more ways that employees steal from restaurants. I am sure that it will keep happening. The trust of owners and management will be taken advantage of. And all of those individuals who think $5 here and a few limes there isn't a big deal will keep doing it. This was not meant to be a guide on how to rip off the boss. 
It was meant to bring awareness to the fact that so many people are lining their pockets with profits that should be going to those people that own and run the business. These servers and bartenders will be the first ones who end up crying when the doors close on the restaurant that they work in. Not because they are sad for the owner, not because they are out of a job, it's because the money train left the station. The bank is closed. The grocery store has run out of food. Like William Powell, the author of the Anarchist Cookbook, famously said, I am not condoning or encouraging people to do these things. I am merely putting the information out there. Do with it what you will. I'm Timothy McDonald, and thanks for listening to Let's Talk About Chef. Be our guest. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Let's Talk About Chef. It was written by Tim and produced by me. If you want to reach out to the podcast for any reason at all, you can write to us at letstalkaboutchef at gmail.com or you can follow me personally at Chef Brian Clark on Instagram. I want to thank Amazon Music for supplying the music and letting us talk about them this week. We are back next Thursday with a very special and very exciting new episode of the show. And so, as always, until next week, have a great service and have a great week.